to be the man. You gotta beat the man right here. Is the future of wrestling. You can call this the new world order of wrestling, brother. Nobody is on my level. Everything I touch turns to gold. Believe it or not, whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it. Because you have to listen to Wrestling Is Real. It is the best thing going today. Woo! Let's get into it. Impact Wrestling, hard to kill. Pay-per-view tonight from center stage, Atlanta, Georgia. And tonight, I'll I'll tell you, they pulled out what would be one of their consistently... It's a consistent pay-per-view. Like, the performance, what we got of the matches tonight. That's what they definitely do. They, They definitely have a very veteran roster, which they do headline quite a bit when it comes to having Josh Alexander and Jordan Grace be the faces of your company. And they've been like that for a while. And they decided to go with two veterans to go ahead and jump into the contenders or the opponents uh, category, but they did it in different ways. Bully Ray getting in with the Call Your Shot gauntlet match and using that shot to go ahead and take on Josh Alexander when he wanted to. And Mickey James doing her last, her last rodeo, her last ride to possible retirement. And working through the may all the roster to get to Jordan Grace. So the way they got there to work that storyline across, you know, over months, that makes sense. It all works out. The build for both matches was fine. I don't have an issue with that. It's just that it is two characters we've seen a lot of. I mean, the fact that we're seeing Mickey James and Bully Ray back out there, it feels like it's what, TNA 2014, 2015 again? I mean, it was part of that thing. And I mean, if they have to go back to those stars to kind of build the other stars, well, that's what he decided to do. Josh Alexander continues his longest reign as the Impact World Champion. Great. That makes sense. And I guess you don't have anybody else. I mean, if you're going to have somebody else leading up to take on Josh Alexander down the line, I think you got to put Steve Macklin in that category. And you know what? The fact that Speedball Mike Bailey had a 60-minute match with Josh Alexander and doesn't get a rematch or nothing's been planned out for him, down the line, and then you put him in the pre-show of all things. That was part of the thing I was just kind of really curious about. But they decided not to do that. They decided that Steve Macklin and Rich Swan have their issues taken out in a you know false count anywhere match. Okay, which they taped one of our first theatrical matches we've had in a long time. We haven't had anything that was pre-taped and put together and planned like that in a long time. So. It'd be nice to see some of that once again, but we know that for some people it feels like 2020 and they don't want to have that. So I get that part, but I don't mind those kind of matches, especially when it came here. They did it where part of the match was theatrical. It was playing. And then you saw him back in the ring at the end of the match, which I like those matches. That's okay. And Mickey James, once again, knockout, uh, knockouts world champion. Fine. I mean, they, they did a good match with them. They gave him a lot of time. They gave him, and also the placements in the matches. Title versus career, Knockouts World title gets the main event. Meanwhile, you curtain jerk the world title. But I get what they're trying to do because it was one of those things where Nikki, Mickey James does get the chance to get into this match and they go across the board and, you know, she gets to win. So it felt like there was a happy way to go and get into that. 
But they did kind of just go that route and said, okay, started the pay-per-view, another pay-per-view, we're going to go this route. I'm not going to go too long to this. I just want to point out there's a couple of places where I just see the older guard here at Impact Wrestling. It's There's a lot of veterans that kind of get played back from what everybody else is going on, and I just don't get that part. But I know what it is. I think Scott Demore just has that thing where it's like, listen, get these veteran stars, get them hot and you know, get them ready with the belts. And then you get somebody young to take them and put them over. I get it. Okay. So that's what they're trying to do here. So with that said, six-way match, Kushida defeating Angels, Delirious, Mike Bailey, and Mike Jackson, and Yuya Yumura, and then Trey Miguel over Black Taurus, and the X Division title match is in the pregame show. Wow. But, uh, I mean, that's just where Trey Miguel's being held onto that belt, but they're not doing much with him because any of the X Division stars that could have been, they've kind of taken them away into other areas, including, you know, having the Impact World Tag Team titles. And you could put Ace Austin or Chris Bay, but you know what? They're kind of above and beyond that now. They've won those belts before. That's not what the focus is here. And you start with the match, 17 minutes to go with Josh Alexander beating Bully Ray by submission. Full Metal Mayhem. Listen, hardcore match. I mean, Bully Ray gets the upper hand. Josh Alexander comes back, and then Josh Alexander is going to get pinned up and tied up on the ropes. His wife gets involved to try to stop things, and then they give her a couple of moves. First of all, you know, dirtiest player of the game. Let's put the uh, fist up in between the legs, and let's give her sliced bread, right? And then after that, Josh Alexander gets a submission to win. And they definitely played up Bully Ray being such a chicken shit heel. Just, I mean, the original Bully Ray character was in full force tonight. It's just an older version of him. But, I mean, he still gets that crowd up. The announcers played it really well. I'll give it that. I'm just a little tired because I keep seeing Bully Ray, you know, when I saw my NWA and he's doing his thing out there. It just doesn't, you know. I mean, I did kind of, I was interested in him when they had him going after flip gordon because it's a you know a young guy and and honestly i think flip gordon benefited from his feud with bully ray and ring of honor towards the end of that run there i think he did benefit from that and yeah josh alexander you know they gave this here a tougher opponent don't want to give somebody that was like more of the more devious opponent than before more so than moose more so than sammy callahan or whatever that might be so there's that part Simi Callahan not in the show. Nothing but violent by design on this show. That's interesting. But they're building up to that now. Then you got Motor City Machine Guns. Of who they have out there. First of all, two former WWE tag teams. Well, one in Heath and Rhino. The other is Brian Myers and Matt Cardona. So you see them at this show. Are we going to see them at Royal Rumble? Like everybody's kind of talking about? No, I don't know. I mean, Matt Cardona, they're talking about he might be there. We'll see. But I'm still surprised Bullet Club was not the ones that got this here. But what they should do is to split it off. Let's go to the Machine Guns and Bullet Club. Let's get them on tag team and a tag team feud. Let's start on that. Joe Henry and Moose for the Impact Digital Media Championship. Listen, I don't care for this. I just don't. This, 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 this belt, it's whatever. Joe Henry, never been into that character at all. I get it. I just don't care. Such a novelty act. Doesn't matter. I didn't like it when he was with Christy, Christy Hemi back in the day. I don't care about it now. It just doesn't matter. 
And Moose in this spot here, he wins, and then Santino Marilla all of a sudden is now director. What, what is it? It's director of security or something? I forget what he is now. Some director of something or other. I forget the name of it. But Santino Marilla, as the Santino Marilla character. Ugh. Do we need want to bring him back? Who asked? Listen, I know Anthony Corelli's good. And he can still. Could we have just given him a different character? Why do we have to go back to Santino? It, it You know, I would rather have him come out as something else. But I guess if he has the trademark to Santino Marilla, he can do it. He can use it out there. Whatever. Whatever floats his boat. The crowd got into it. I didn't care. It didn't make a difference to me. But they reverse the decision and the Joe Henry gets the win in 14 minutes. Way too much time for this match. <laughs> they only get uh, about nine minutes for the knockouts world title contenders match where Masa Slavovich, who's been, you know, near that top spot of winning the belt. She's now back up there again. She lost to Jordan Grace and her chance at a title shot, but this time around she beat Deanna Brasso, Killer Kelly and Taylor Wilde. And now she's number one contender. So, Mickey and Masha. That's the next feud there for the world or for the women's knockout women's t- women's title. And Steve Macklin and Rich Swan. That's an eleven minute match. And Steve Macklin wins. So the most important thing is Steve Macklin wins. I still think there's something of an upside with him to build him up higher. I don't know what they're gonna do. But I don't know what they're gonna do that. But like they've they've kept Steve Macklin on the back burner for over a year now. It's time to start putting him up a little bit higher up the card. Like, they've had him in some other feuds and all kind of involved. Like, either the Honor No More uh, feud, that right there, where, like, if he was uh, a traitor or not. Because I don't know if Steve Mackle's meant to be, like, a baby face and they're going to put him up into that main event area or something. I don't know what. But you got to build that guy up. There's got to be something more to him. Steve Mackle's good. You could build off that guy and do something more, but they haven't done that yet. It's like a moose build. They like to build their stars slow. Okay. Well, they're doing a slow burn on this guy. I wish they'd kind of heat it up. Eddie Edwards over Jonathan Gresham. And then after the match, Eddie Edwards wins. And PCO, we haven't seen in a while since he got thrown in the desert in Vegas. After the whole honor no more burial. And now PCO's back and him and Eddie Edwards are probably going to go hardcore now. And we'll get back to that again. Okay. And I guess Gresham, does he stay around? I guess he doesn't. I guess he moves along because he's still a Ring of Honor guy. And now that the Ring of Honor is kind of the TV show, I guess they're going to just move along with that. How about that, huh? Honor No More gets kind of thrown away and blown up by Jonathan Gresham. And then Eddie Edwards is able to go and get the win back. I don't get that part. <laughs> okay. And Mickey James, title versus career. I actually thought Mickey James was going to go ahead and retire. I didn't have any thought in my mind that Jordan Grace was going to drop that belt. They had a great match. That was the match of the night. It was really well done. A lot of good near near falls. Straight up. 19 minutes for these two. It was worth uh, worthy of the limited man. An indicative. <clears throat> one of the best women's matches I've seen in a, in a while. We haven't seen a lot of great women's matches as of late. I mean, maybe go back to WrestleMania last year with uh, Bianca Belair. But, I mean, really, this was solid. And... It's indicative of Impact Wrestling, as they always do well with the Knockouts division. It is the most consistently good thing they have. And once again, prove positive. Wonderful. So I like all that part, too. Now, other than that, you know, there's a whole lot of other stars that were not part of all things. So it's like, okay, we will wait 
and see where they're going to move on with things. But like I said, uh, oh, Frankie Kazarian is now back with Impact Wrestling on a full-time contract. But the fact that he was doing so well on AEW on Dark, and they were just, you know, he was getting over, as he always does. They're bringing him back. What does that mean? I mean, does Kazarian now kind of move up towards the ladder, and he becomes next to go after Josh Alexander? I don't know. There's a lot of ways you can go with him. I mean, Kazarian's just a good hand. He is, no. I mean, we already knew how good of a star he was before and how important he was on that roster anyway. But my thing is right now is just seeing, okay, what do we do with Kazarian now? <clears throat> what, what feuds is he going to be a part of? I can see them transiting him in, into Moose or Sammy Callahan or, or with the, you know, the whole violent by design. I can see a lot of different things. But he's back now, single star, no more SCU, no more anything of tag teams. It's just him. And he's going to try to just, I mean, they, they might just go ahead and try to put him a, a world title on him. After all said and done, which is fine with me, he's still rocking it, man. He still can go, and there's a lot of a lot of veteran star, a lot of old school fans would love to see Frankie Kazarian make his way back up to that world title again. Why not? Wouldn't be surprised to see that happen. Just build it, get him back up there, take on the roster, see what happens. Like I, I wouldn't mind to see that. But there's not only young stars here. I don't like that Mike Bailey took a step back here. Now, into that six-way match that he had. Like, I would like to see Mike Bailey get back into the X Division title run. Back after that title and go after Trey Miguel. Love to see that. And, you know, X Division's taking a little bit of a backseat. We didn't have the Women's World uh, Tag Team titles tonight. I know they defended it before. Now, it was supposed to be a pre-show with uh, the Death Dolls. And Giselle Shaw, uh, taking on Giselle Shaw, Savannah Evans, and Tasha Steeles in a non-title six, uh, six knockouts tag team match. We didn't see that. That was in the match they were supposed to have, but I guess they didn't have that. Okay. So overall, the show was good. It's just they're running right now off of a lot of veteran talent of who they can get. And something tells me, too, they were going to probably see some stars that came from Impact. They're going to probably make their way over to Royal Rumble. I would not be surprised if I see Brian Myers and Matt Cardona make their way over. Maybe Matt Cardona's on his way over there now. That could very well be. But, you know, there's there were some other stars on the roster they're not really focusing on at the moment. And they got to just change things around because that whole Honor No More storyline took up so much time last year. Let's just see what happens. Overall, still good night of action. And one thing, too, is that when you look at the fact that WWE right now is taking a lot more talent, AEW is taking a lot more talent. I mean, really, what is there left? They're not really necessarily taking on new stars, but I think that's going to change. Because now that Scott Demore gets to go and go down to Mexico and Canada this year for Impact Wrestling tapings, that's great. Like, they're going to go down to, well, they're going to go to Winnipeg, I think, right? To do tapings now with uh, Border City Wrestling, I guess it is, and they'll go back down for uh, AAA stuff. They'll finally get back on the road again. Uh, I mean, uh, outside of the U.S. That's good news. Now they've got a chance to look at some other stars, just like they did with Josh Alexander, just like they did with Mike Bailey, just like they did with uh, Black Taurus. When you see some of these stars, they get a chance to showcase over in Mexico or Canada, then they get a chance to see some other stars that might have a chance to shine. That's the whole point. 
And Scott Demore will be able to go and scout some talent along with the others. Tommy Dreamer, who else? I like that. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's my Impact Wrestling post show for tonight. We'll just leave it like there. See, Stephanie McMahon, uh, she underwent knee surgery right after she stepped down as co-CEO. So there's that. And all I know is that, that Rampage I watched tonight, which I really get to watch live. All I can tell you is that, that Ty Conti, Anna Jay, Willow Nightingale, and Ruby, uh, you know, and, uh, Ruby Soho match, man, that was a hardcore match, but also a very sloppy hardcore match. And I don't, I'm wondering if Anna Jay even is okay after that table spot. Plus, you know, Ty Conti with the, the, the very faint uh, chair shots, things like that. Just, oh, wow. You know, I wish Rampage was on a different night. But Friday nights is where they are. That kind of sucks. I would have been out of the movies tonight, but everything kind of changed because you can hear my voice is a little bit stuffy. I had a little bit of record or you know, like a relapse of the allergies kind of kicking back in because the weather's changed out of here again. Now it's cold again. Well, our cold. Low, you know, it'll be like mid forties tonight, sixties uh, tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow morning, uh, tomorrow uh, anyway, on Saturday. So there's that. Well, it's essentially Saturday now, four thirty-eight. All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks for listening in, catching the show as you always do. Come back for another Wrestling Is Real podcast because wrestling needs us. Thank you for listening to the Wrestling Is Real podcast. Find past episodes anytime at wrestlingisreal.com or subscribe on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or all major podcast distributors. Follow at King of Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. This has been a presentation of the King of Podcasts Radio Network.